The following is a fourth hand production. Elijah, are you ready to bring on the weird? You know it, man. How about you? Oh, yeah. Every day. All day. I sleep with it. Does your wife know you said that about her? <laughs> okay. Cause, glad she doesn't <laughs> listen. Yeah. I could have just cut it out anyway. Don't worry. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Uh, we've come out on the other side of the previous topic. Yeah. Thank God. I'm very happy about that. Me too. Me too. And to celebrate, what are you drinking tonight? I'm just going with a Corona. Just a good old Corona. Corona extra. Yeah, man. Hey. I like those in the summertime. That's my that's my thing. What are you having? I have uh, the Rusty Rail Desert Rider. It's an agave lime IPA. And it's, a, it's light. It's a good one too. Agave lime, huh? Yeah. It's a little... Just a little tart. Nothing nothing too crazy. Okay. I don't know what the percent is. Six. Well, you got me beat. Corona's Just, about a, w- one and a half. <laughs> you get more out of root beer than you do <laughs> Corona. Yeah, does Corona know they're supposed to put alcohol in their beer? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it just comes in, comes in little vials, and sometimes they forget. <laughs> Wasn't there a powdery alcohol at one point? Can you still get that? Didn't they call it palcohol because it came in a packet? And you just drizzle, drizzle uh, powder on your salad. What? So you get drunk <laughs> yeah. off of a salad? <laughs> I know that was a thing. Yeah. Wow. No, I had no idea about that. That's You might have a problem at that point if you're trying to get drunk <laughs> off a salad. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not... You could just throw all that in a blender. Then you can have a nice adult smoothie. Uh, that's a great point. <laughs> but I don't know if I would like uh, French dressing in a smoothie. No, don't think so. You do French dressing on your salad? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what my dad does. I'm more uh, of I'm a, not... I'm more of a like a oil and vinegar type guy. All right, as long as you're not ranch. I'll do ranch. Ranch is just it's overrated. But if they don't have French dressing, I guess I will do ranch. If I do ranch on my salad, it's got to be put that on there light, man. Because I can't have too yeah. much of it. No. Anyway, we could go down that path forever, but, I mean, this is a little this, a little that. It's very true. We climbed ourselves right out of that Jonestown rabbit hole. Yeah. It was so fucking dark. It was so cursed. The whole series was so cursed. I know. Done with How? it. How? Yeah, I, totally done. I, well, if this one goes off without a hitch, then we know to stay away from <laughs> that kind of stuff. I don't know. It was old fucking Jim Jones coming back, man, trying to mess it up. Don't tell my story. <laughs> well, it's out there. Yeah. And three audiobooks that we highly recommend is The Road to Jonestown. That one's from Jeff Gwynn, G-U-I-N-N. A Thousand Lives from Julia Shears. And she just took a bunch of stories and she put all of them together in a book. Mm-hmm. Um, the Road to Jonestown, Jeff, or John Gwynn. Was it John Gwynn or Jeff Gwynn? Jeff Gwynn. He, it's very informational. And then the other one is Seductive Poison by Deborah Layton, which is a very personal account of what she went through. So if you go to audibletrial.com slash bring on the weird, get one of those books for free. Sign up for an account, you get one of those for free. Yep. If you want to start going down the Jonestown rabbit hole. I wouldn't recommend it, <laughs> going down that rabbit hole, unless you're very, very curious. But it's, I'm not one to get infuriated often, but I was so angry at this piece <laughs> of shit the whole time. I'm like, so if, if you're not hot-headed, you might be okay. But man, what a piece of shit he was. He he was a scumbag. Yeah. He was a garbage human being. And I'm so glad we're done. I did not know that 
it was going to go that deep. Not me either. I, I didn't know it was 47 years, 48 years of it, everything that happened in that man's life led up to everything that ended up happening. Yeah. But I, some people don't want to go down rabbit holes. Oh, oh, can't go down that rabbit hole, blah, blah, blah. You ever hear people say that kind of negative about yeah. rabbit holes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, my opinion is go for it. You're interested in a subject, just go. Yeah. Get in there. I actually think your wife, when I, I think I had finished it, this was a long time ago, before the movies. I had finished the, the series or the trilogy or whatever, and I actually think it was your wife, my sister, who said, ah, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, for the Twilight series. Yes, mm. I listened to those audiobooks, and... They were fine for what they were, and then they got a bunch of negative feedback. I mean, the, in the end, the stories probably weren't the best, but they were they were fine. If you like it, great. If you don't like it, fine. Whatever. Yeah. But go down the rabbit hole. Check it out. It's always fun going down some rabbit holes, you know? The YouTube rabbit hole. You, oh, yeah. You stumble across some cool shit that way. Yep. You know? You know that term actually came from Alice in Wonderland? You know, I don't know if I did or not. I assumed it did, or I knew it did. Uh, it was the figurative rabbit hole when he started using it as a a metaphor for stuff. You know, after she went on her adventure, that was in 1865. And that's when it became... it. That was like the origin of using it as uh, going down time-consuming topic it kind of seems strange to me though like how i don't know is it has it evolved because when i yeah. think when i think of going down the rabbit hole i think of like deep dives or like but i don't get that from alice in wonderland well you've seen the cartoon right yeah but you don't i mean what happened with her was i mean it was all physical she didn't go down a, an information path. She just she went down this hole, and all of a sudden, this hole was was a cave, really, right? Of all, of all these wonders. Yeah, I guess. Okay, it, it makes sense. She went down the rabbit hole and gained new information. A deep dive. Well, yeah, exactly. So, um, sure. In some sense, it was bastardized. Eventually. Well, like a, a like a lot of that stuff is it <laughs> exactly changes over time. Yeah. Did you know uh, uh, Louis? Who is it? Louis E. Carroll. Yeah. Who wrote it? He was extremely addicted to opioids, and it, I I yeah. think that's the theory is that he was actually on like opioids when he wrote the book. So then there's a, a thing like, well, was he seeing this shit, and that's what he's writing down, like. <laughs> I mean that checks out. I didn't know you would hallucinate on uh, opioids. Is that like shrooms? No. LSD. Uh, no. Rotten wheat. <laughs> Ergot. Opioids is like opium and poppy seeds. I think. Of course. I don't. I don't know why I didn't. It's right in the name. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I didn't know that they were hallucinogens. Well, I mean, I if. They're poppy seeds, opium, stuff like that. That wouldn't they grow in the same kind of environment as wheat? And then when wheat gets into a rotten state, it turns into ergot, which is basically organic LSD. Okay, yeah. I mean, because you get opium from like the rainforest, right? From like maybe tropical climates. I'm pretty sure. So with all that humidity, uh, I would imagine you would get rot pretty quick. Yeah. So. Uh, I don't know where he got his opium supply in 1865, but it makes sense to me that this dude was on some stuff. Yeah. Rabbit Hole has many metaphorical applications, from frustrating red tape to the mind-bending complexity of science to hallucinations during altered states, all united by a common sense of passing into some labyrinthian, logic-defying realm that, once entered, is hard to get out of. One can fall down the rabbit hole of government bureaucracy, healthcare obtaining a green card, tax law, the political economy of modern Japan, 
puberty, college admissions, or quantum mechanics. Just to name a few. <laughs> a little strange. <laughs> Some strange ones in there. <laughs> puberty? Puberty. You can go down the rabbit hole of puberty. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about that. I guess if you want to get real technical about stuff. What was the other one? Japanese economics? <laughs> yeah, the political economy of modern Japan. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey. laughs> Bushido. If you're Neo in the hit film The Matrix, you can take the red pill, pill that shows you the truth, as opposed to the blue pill, which keeps you in ignorance, and see how deep the rabbit hole goes. In a related note, some people literally take pills and go down the rabbit hole of a psychedelic drug trip. Yeah, man. That'd be fun, right? Maybe. Come on, dude. A psychedelic. <laughs> yeah. I've heard different people talk about it. Like, they feel like they turn into a cartoon. I'm like, how? What? A, how does that even work? Like, you're Bugs Bunny all of a sudden? You got the big hands, the big white hands? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's really, really interesting. Hallucinogens. Because... Is it opening something? You know what I mean? Yeah. Are we like seeing something weird. that's really there that we just don't see normally? An incredible mind over matter kind of situation. Are we literally traveling to a different plane? Is our consciousness really going to a different dimension? I don't know. It's crazy. That's really, really interesting. Yeah. What breaks in your brain to cause something like that? Well, I mean, I say break coming from a grounded reality point of view as we know reality anyway yeah maybe it doesn't break maybe it just maybe more of it starts working <gasps> you mean we go all the way up to 12 percent? no i don't know i think that's a myth by the way <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure that's total bullshit <laughs> because while we don't use a lot while we're thinking a lot of it is being used to run your fucking heart your lungs your nervous like all of yeah. that Right, all that on a subconscious level. Uh, what what do they call that in video game terms, where you don't you're not actively using it, but it's like a it's a background attribute. I don't know. You you just you get it and it's just automatic. You don't even have to think about it. Like this fucking uh, this new coronavirus update for all the iPhones. If you guys don't oh. turn that off, <laughs> it'll be on. It'll tell you when you got close to a patient. They're tracking it. <sighs> We got something on Verizon a couple weeks ago, and I'm like, opt out. Then my wife came to me like two days later, and she's like, um, what's this about? I'm like, opt out. It's uh, it's the contact thing. Yeah. L location, Bluetooth, contact, whatever. Mm -hmm. Nope. I mean, we could probably say we're opting out, but are we really? It's the illusion of choice. Yeah, Fucking shit is getting crazy, dude. Like with with all the surveillance, that text that I got that I sh I sent you the screenshot of. Yeah, it said like, here, I'm looking at it right now. Should we open Joe Biden's secret records? UD says no. Demand the University of Delaware release Biden's Senate records, and it has a website. It just came from a random eight three three two zero two. Should I put it all out there? Yeah, fuck yeah. They texted you. Yeah, 833-202-2557. I don't know what the hell that was. Just randomly one day got that. All this... I don't know. It seems weird. It seems like I was specifically targeted because of the podcast? Question mark? Ooh. I don't know. Really? I Did we ever mention Joe Biden? I don't know, but that it's a conspiratorial <laughs> type text if you ask me a little bit yeah so it would kind of make sense did he go to the u of d no but he was the senator for delaware oh senator okay. i think he was the senator okay so i don't know why would the u of d have his senate records right it seems a little weird yeah it's all weird all of it is so weird yep I mean, that's a that's a whole other rabbit hole you can go down. Yeah, that that kind that kind of crap. Yeah, I don't even know what is going on in this fucking world, dude. No, I, I sent you a meme the other day about uh, the coronavirus from the doctor. Oh yeah. So the patient's like, "When do you think COVID nineteen will be over?" And the doctor's like, "I don't know. I'm not much into politics." Right. 
Yeah. <laughs> I was talking to my wife. I don't know if it was, I don't know, it, recently. It might have been yesterday or today or whatever. But I said it's really strange how they're talking about all these spikes in cases. Yeah. Like huge spikes. They're saying like these are the record numbered number spikes. And they're not shutting anything back down really. No, is it dude. Be, is it because they're afraid of a revolt? Are they afraid of us? Do they know it's not going to work? Or are they just making it up? Uh, both. You think both? I wonder if they're th- putting it out in the news to judge the reactions. And if people are like, you sons of... Ah. And then they're like, well, guess we better not shut anything down. Who wants to, who wants to have a concert? Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's political at this point it's an election year and they're just seeing what they can do yeah and now there's a a new thing going on in china a new uh swine flu well you saw the swine flu did you see see the case of the bubonic plague no where where in (laughs) china yeah in china dude there was one farmer they're like hold up oh god (laughs) this is this almost seems like at this point China's like, uh, it, uh, well, we fucked up the last one. We should just tell everybody everything about weird diseases all the time. It, it's so crazy. It's like they're just like throwing vials of disease out the window. <laughs> it's just busting and. Well, maybe it's not them. Maybe it's maybe, not. Maybe it's the one article you were telling me about. Yeah, it could be the monkeys. But <laughs> Oh, the band. <laughs> hey, we're the monkeys. Hey, we're monkeying around. <laughs> Uh, this was actually in India, but uh, monkeys steal coronavirus patient blood samples from lab tech in India. How does how, why is this even an option to even happen? I the monkeys. So I think it has something to do with the fact that, like, well, I'll get to it's a little bit further down in the article. I think, uh, but. Authorities in India say a troop of monkeys attacked a medical official and stole blood samples belonging to patients who had tested positive for the coronavirus. Earlier this week, a lab technician at a state-run medical college in Meerut was walking across right. campus when some rhesus macaques, <laughs> macaques <laughs> converged on him. The monkeys then snatched away blood samples that the lab tech was carrying that came from four COVID-19 patients who were undergoing treatment, according to Reuters. Eyewitnesses reported reported seeing a monkey chewing on one of the sample collection kits while sitting at the top of a tree, according to India.com. That's just a what? what? India.com? Do we have like a India.com. USA? Do we have like a USA.com? <laughs> In addition, the monkeys left parts of the stolen kits scattered on the ground concerning local officials. Yeah, it should. I mean, <laughs> if they bust it, I do. Uh, I don't know. So now you're now we have a bunch of Reese's monkeys that are infected. Is this a common practice that they just kind of wander around with a, a grocery bag of blood samples? Yeah, like what? What is it like a, a messenger bag? You're just like do 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 do. I got <laughs> you know. I would think it, there it would be. A lot more secure than yeah, something a monkey a lock can box. just yeah something a monkey can just snatch off of you yeah and then get into it and start chewing on it was he just having it in a satchel when he gets on his bike I mean <laughs> I get the whole traffic situation out there and you know it's not the richest country in the world but guys come on if you're not going to be responsible with your chemicals I think we're going to have to shut you down well I'm sure people could say that about the U S and China and all that shit too if you're not going to be responsible with your chemicals yeah. Uh, Hello, United Nations? <laughs> Dr. S.K. Garg, an official at the college where the monkey attack occurred, told Reuters he wasn't sure if the monkeys might contract the coronavirus if they have come into contact with infected blood. And then here's a quote. No evidence has been found that monkeys can contract the infection, Garg said. So, look. What? I gotta be honest with you. I don't give a fuck if they can contract it or not. What I care about is them opening it up or busting it somewhere where there's a shitload of people. Right, exactly. Now it's on the tree. Yeah, like, if I'm... Come at me, PETA, but if one of those monkeys gets it, (laughs) I care a lot less than if a bunch of humans get it. I gotta be honest with you. If it's even fucking real, I don't know. Uh, Well, you said PETA. Are you, uh... 
saying, at this point, destroy said scavenger of blood samples. I don't oh. know what I'm saying. <laughs> I rarely Oh, the don't. ethics. Oh, the ethical quandary. So, some observers believe that many of the primates are struggling because the human food they normally consume has been severely reduced. So, I guess that's why they're out and about going, you know, just... Now, hmm, what... I guess there's just not as many people out and about for them to drop scraps, per se. So, and then there's been less people overall just just out and about it, like as a, a natural barrier for the wildlife. Yeah. So now they're getting closer and closer to these locked doors, and there's just random dude. He's got a satchel, and he's, <laughs> he's pedaling down the road. And he just gets attacked by a bunch of macaques. <laughs> yeah, uh, I love being 13. It, I don't even know what to say about this anymore. About this fucking year. I know. Uh, look, dude. Currently, as of this recording, we are seven days into, into July. And maybe by the time the people hear this we'll have a whole other disaster for july but currently right now there hasn't been a new disaster for july <laughs> it's coming you know it's coming dude <laughs> the mayans just mixed the the numbers up or there was it was mixed in translation it's actually not 2012 it's 2021 or how about this maybe <laughs> when they created the the new calendar and all that shit maybe we just fucked it up Maybe this really is the year 2012 and not 2020. Those goddamn Gregorians. You can't trust anyone named Greg. <laughs> if his no. name's Greg, leave him alone. Can't trust him. Let me see. I'm trying to think if I know any, any Gregs right now. I don't think I do. Well, huh. you're better off for it. <laughs> How about you? Do you, have, do you have some Gregs in your life? I did know a Greg. And then what happened? Well, <laughs> R.I.P. No. <laughs> I, I used to work with him. He quit. He got a better job. Ooh. So now he's a supervillain. Way to go. Congratulations. Maybe. Look what you've done. Maybe. It's your fault. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, that's it. I mean, macaques running ape shit. <laughs> There's a lot of references there that I don't know. <laughs> well, we could either we could call this a short one and just go break now and then come back and get into some other mind-blowing things shall we i'm good if you want to break now yeah yeah okay let's do that all right we'll keep it a short one yeah buddy all right elijah we have returned would you like to go to i have i have some options here for you okay great i, I got a couple articles here all right would you like to go to the microcosm or would you like to go to the macrocosm you know the difference right well, I assume one is small and one is big. There you go. That's, that's why I said it. But the actual definitions of those is uh, not that simple. Well, let's go macro, because I like to think big, my friend. Ooh, I like to... Here we go. I got big dreams, big aspirations, a big mouth, a big belly. Let's do it. Well, look, you can expand so far, and then people will be like, ooh, nope, he doesn't even exist anymore. They'll forget what? you. Wow. Get the few few hundred pounds in there, maybe you know, tip the scales over one K. They'll forget you. <laughs> but <laughs> that's because I'll be dead. <laughs> I mean that's one one of the options that could happen. I'm not saying that's a good goal. That's not one of the things you should do. Don't go down that rabbit hole. Nah. Largeness. That's not a, that's not a record you should probably go for. No, no, no. World's fattest man. Yeah, don't don't do that. I've been training my whole life for it, Will. <laughs> you're telling me now you're you're bursting my bubble, dude. You're a dream crusher. You can't leave me mad. You kill it. <laughs> no, this wasn't planned. What? To be the world's fattest man? To be a fattest, yeah. I, that, that was not my plan. <laughs> just kind of happened one day. I got out of the shower. I looked, and I said, the fuck is hanging over my towel? That's a little bit of fat right. there. And it was, you got to lean over a little bit to see your toes. Oh, shit. I fucking snowballed from there, man. Maybe he's born with it. Maybe it's just beer. We don't know. Was that the Maybelline thing? <laughs> yeah, maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. 
I'm talking a little bit bigger. You gotta get even bigger. Okay. Bigger than the Earth. Bigger than the solar system. I've heard that before. Gotta get a little bit bigger. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> but did you know that the uh, get this is deep and far and out? There is um, the Hubble sphere is what they coined it. Is how far we can see out in the universe. It's that map that you always see, right? Yeah. Like that big old... It's, you know, we can see in all directions, so it is a sphere that is visible to us. Yeah. Now, I've seen the maps where it looks like a big-ass cylinder. You know what I mean? I've seen one that looks kind of stretched out, where it's round on the ends and flat on the top and the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a... It's an oval. Like a... Yeah, sort of like an oval, I guess, but with flat top and flat bottom. But, yeah, I assume we're talking about the same map. That it, people would know it if they saw it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But, think about this. If light always comes to us, or, you know, doesn't always come to us, it, light is always traveling, and the universe is infinite, we should always see some kind of light out there. If there's stuff out there everywhere as far as you can go we should see light all the time in some form it's not always going to be bright maybe there's like a a level of brightness so some are brighter than others but in the darkness is too far for us to see it's too far for the light to travel the oh so the, the light gets tired and then it's like i can't go anymore <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say that's that's wrong. You're on the right track. Um, so the theory of relativity states that nothing can travel faster than light in space. Right. That doesn't say anything about how fast space can travel. Huh. Interesting. So the the theory is space can travel faster than light. Well, isn't it said that the universe is expanding quicker all the time? Yes, exactly. So now it's exceeded <clears throat> light well, speed. Well, yes. So if, which doesn't, the Big Bang kind of doesn't make sense like this. It didn't just happen all at once. It's always been everywhere. That's mm -hmm. a lot to just cram into your little little pocket universe there, the Big yeah. Bang. Yeah, yeah. So we don't, we can't see what's outside the unobservable universe because... It's expanded too far, space has pushed it away too far, and the planetary bodies, their gravity is not affected by the objects that are near us. We have the Andromeda Galaxy that is close enough to the Milky Way Galaxy that in time, in billions of years or what have you, they're going to collide. See, they're close enough in space that they are affecting each other. But other objects in space are not affected by what our gravity can produce. So they are exceedingly, exponentially running away from us. Oh, man. <laughs> the, the more I think about space, all, all I'm doing, I'm just like theorizing all kinds of like weird shit. And like now here we are with something else that's fucking weird. You know what I mean? Like. Super weird. The title of this article, it's sciencealert.com. The inevitable abyss. Each year we lose yet another section of the universe. I mean, wow. you don't, you can't just, it's a light year away. And the way they determined that stuff was fading out is because they looked at it through a red spectrum. The furthest on the light spectrum that, mm -hmm. you know, you can see. That was, I think it was Hubble. But this... This article has a couple of videos in here that explain it, and the article is, like, mind-blowing. Wow. So, an age-old question. For millennia, humans have been confounded by the size and age of the universe. Does the cosmos go on forever, or does it have some kind of edge? Has it always existed, or did some event cause it to spring into being? In 1687, Isaac Newton inspired a new way of understanding the cosmos in his book, Principia, which proposed the revolutionary universal law of gravitation. In its most basic formulation, the law explained that every mass in the universe is attracted to every other mass in the universe. 
While the idea seemed simple enough, at the time, the implications were staggering. Newton's work revealed that if our universe was finite, the attractive forces of all the objects in the cosmos should have caused everything to collapse back in on itself. Since that has not happened, logically it meant that the universe must be infinite. But because of something known as Ober's Paradox, scientists knew that this couldn't be the whole story. Most famously articulated by Wilhelm Olbers in the early 19th century, this paradox argues that the darkness found in the night sky conflicts with the conclusion that the cosmos is infinite. How's your head? Uh, that's that's pretty crazy. Uh, why do they assume that the universe would crash back into itself if it wasn't infinite? Well, I think because... Isaac Newton was like, hey, man, look, everything's attracted to everything else. It's a gravitational pull. So at some point, everything's going to come back together. What if the, it's expanding and crashing into a wall out there? And just turning off? Just, ex- yeah, exploding or whatever. I guess we won't know that until... Uh, we get there. Well, <laughs> maybe. You like look up one day, you're like, oh, fuck the... The wall! There it is! We're coming towards the wall! <laughs> and you just, you can't stop it, man. That was actually in a Green Lantern story one time. They, uh, I think it ended up being the White Lantern. He just got away from everything. He's got the uh, full emotional spectrum that he can control. And he went, he just left. And just kept going and going and going and going and going. And eventually he got to the wall which was the edge of our universe. And if you go to go across it, this is just, you know, the Green Lantern universe or the DC universe. If you, It was a literal wall and there were different figures. It was like concrete, like stone. And if you go to go beyond it, then you just get pulled into the stone and then then you become part of the wall. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of Green Lantern, not to get off topic here. Did you see that weird shit in the sky in Australia? It looks like a no. meteor, but it's green, and it's going very slowly. Oh, great. Is this a July disaster? I I think it was the end of June it happened. It was really, really bizarre. Let me... I found it on YouTube. I All I searched was... Shoot. I don't remember what I searched. Oh, Australian Fireball. And literally... Okay. The first one that pops up, green meteor fireball lights up night sky over Pilbara, Western Australia. It was put up three weeks ago. It's like two minutes long, but it's, uh, it looks like a meteor coming into the atmosphere. It's got the the tail behind it, but it's green and it's going, it's going slow, dude. I don't, (laughs) how the F is it still currently there? Can you, can they still currently see it? No, no, no. It. It moved through the night sky, oh! But much too slow to be a meteor. The fucking uh, Ryan Reynolds coming to Earth, the Green Lantern. <laughs> well, he played He's back. Yeah, he played Green Lantern, right? <laughs> yeah. Did you see? It's a bit of a spoiler, but I guess the movie's been out a couple years. Did you see Deadpool two? No, I don't. Th- no, really? Yeah. Did you see? Did you see the first one? I saw the first one. Yeah, I don't think I saw the second one. Do you want me to say the thing, or do you want to watch it? Well, you got to say it now, man, the peeps. <laughs> Guys, If this could be a spoiler, so if you haven't seen it and you want to see it and you don't want to be spoiled, well, turn, turn it down for the next couple of minutes, yeah, there's, I guess. There's your warning. Or skip, skip ahead. <laughs> uh, Deadpool 2, stuff happened. Uh, Cable came from the future. Cable is Scott Summer's son, ultimately, but we don't know that in this story. I thought you meant cable TV. <laughs> I was like, okay. That's why it's called Xfinity, because they came from the future. What? No. X? <laughs> What's the X mean? No. <laughs> but, if, you know, so since he came from the future, eventually through the story, well, I mean, at the end of the story, Deadpool got the ability to, he got Cable's watch, and he could travel through time. So naturally, Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool, goes and destroys uh, different meta things around. So there was uh, X-Men Wolverine Origins. Ryan Reynolds played a version of what could have been a Deadpool. It was Wade Wilson. And they um, like melted his mouth shut. And they gave him the same stuff as Wolverine. And they turned him into another weapon to fight Wolverine. 
Damn. Dead- Deadpool went into that universe to kill that character first. <laughs> so he tr- not only traveled through time, but he traveled through parallel universes to other movies. Okay. And another thing that he did was he went to this uh, apartment, and it was just regular old Ryan Reynolds sitting at this desk, and he pulled out this script out of this envelope. And uh, he looked at the script, he goes, huh. And all of a sudden, poof, there was blood on his on the script. <laughs> and the script said Green Lantern. Oh, no shit. <laughs> he killed him before he could be Green Lantern, huh? Yep. <laughs> That's funny. What's with all these time-traveling superheroes, by the way? Uh, Endgame. Was it Endgame they time-traveled in? Yeah. Deadpool they... 2. The mm-hmm. X-Men movie. Didn't yep. Ant-Man travel through time? Or was that in well, Endgame? That was in Endgame. Okay. When they first found out that Scott Lang had not aged while he was gone for five years. Are they trying to tell us something, man? That time travel can happen? I don't know, man. Maybe. The way you saw Endgame then. Yeah. And they were standing in the room. They're like, is this possible? Can we actually travel through time? Is this actually going to happen? And they were sitting there like, well, back to the future is bullshit. And there's like a war machine. Don Shiddle's like, what? You're telling me back to the future is bullshit or something (laughs) like that. They ruined time travel for me, man. I thought that's how you did it. it Through a DeLorean. Yeah. And With flux, some gigawatts and stuff. Yeah. Flux capacitor. That was that was the key. It was the key. Until it wasn't. Well, you gotta watch out for the fucking Libyans. You know? <laughs> did you hear about... We, what? No, I was just gonna... No. Did you hear about the new black hole they found? I don't have an article on this, but... Apparently it's only a thousand light years from us. Oh, cool. I, I know. Is that the fucking end game? No pun intended. <laughs> like, is that it? So if it's only a thousand light years from us and the Andromeda galaxy is, I don't know how close it is to us, but there's a black hole at the center of galaxies and everybody's got gravity. That means that's close enough and we're all just going to one day. Well, I mean, actually, I've heard theories on the galaxies colliding. Okay. And it's not going to be as brutal for where we are for whatever reason. I don't know if it's because we're kind of, you know, we're in the boonies. We're on the outskirts. We really are. Because shit is really spread out. It, when you yeah, look at space it, is far. Yeah, when you look at it zoomed zoomed out, like you're like, shit, man, this mass of white and this mass of white, they're going to collide. It's going to be a disaster. But when you zoom in, everything is so far apart. You'll, you'll have some collisions, but it's not going to be everything slamming into everything. True. But what is going to happen... When two black holes come together. Oh, that have we seen that? Yeah, we've seen that. That's how they found gravitational waves. Okay. And I think and two black holes smashed together. I think fairly recently. Well, what about three? Uh, yeah, I think that happened recently. There was two big ones and a small one, or a big one and two small ones, or something like that. And when they collided, there was a a flash. Okay. Yeah. That's light, dude. Oh, yeah, it is. How the fuck did that happen? Uh, right. I don't know. So it's just a so the black hole, the black sphere, there. It's just a big blackout curtain. They just don't want you to see what's going on on the inside. I mean, it's it's weird. You would think light can't escape. You would think you would almost not even know when they collided. Right. It would just be this extra dense gravity, uh, nothingness. And do do they make a bigger one? I don't know if they're just manufactured or... Well, no, I mean, when they collide, do, oh. does that create a larger one or how does that work? Do they cancel each other out? Yeah, like is it... So, you know, if, if two if two bubbles form together, you know, they kind of get the volume of each other, but it, it doesn't get... I don't think it doubles in size. Maybe it does because it's a sphere. You don't, you don't immediately see twice as big. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. I I really don't know. Pi divided by Pythagoras squared or something. I don't know. Yeah, I think I don't know. Newton, Einstein, I don't know. <laughs> Just name it scientists now. <laughs> golden ratio. Speaking of golden, are you done with your article? Or do you have more? Yeah, we can be done. What? That, yeah, we can be done. There's a I mean, things are going away from us and if we're close enough, things are coming near us. 
or hanging out with us, but sooner or later, there's going to be a point in time if humans are still around and if humans are still on Earth watching the observable universe thousands and thousands, billions of years from now, there's going to be a whole lot less stars in the sky is, I think, what we're getting at here. Will it get to a point where there's literally no stars except our sun? That would be great. No, no. Because eventually our because we'll be galaxies will come together. Well, we're expanding too. We're part of the expansion. Yes, but it depends on the objects that are near us. We're, from our perspective, the only thing we can see is that we are the center. You know, we are definitely not the center, but we see the from the center. You know well, what I mean? You say we're not the center. No. Just because NASA told you that. Bring on the weird galactic tour. It's coming. <laughs> but, yeah, we can move on. Because we, uh, we, nobody that is currently alive today, because we ain't got the singularity technology to just put our minds and stuff. Not yet. yet. Zoltan's on his way, but you just give him a minute. And I think Elon, he's working on some shit, that Neuralink. There's shit coming, dude. We're not, we're not there yet. And it doesn't matter. It, even if we put... If we, even if we put our consciousness on a freaking solid-state drive right now, or a series of them, it, uh, something catastrophic in space is still going to destroy it, so it doesn't even matter. A black box can't, can't survive the sun. You know what can survive what a black box cannot survive? What's that? The hijacker's passports in 9-11. What? <laughs> did, did you ever find that weird? I know it's not a 9-11 episode, but how huh. how did everything turn to fucking rubble, and yet they're like, oh, yep, here's their passports. What? It was a fiery blaze, uh. dude. An explosion. Buildings collapsed. Here's their passports. They survived. Can't find a black box, and though. The black box is gone. <laughs> Just come on, man. Steel beams were melted. But I'll be goddamn, here their passports are. Yeah. Did you get anybody else's passports? No, you didn't. But they found... What did they do? Just, they opened a window and threw them out before they smashed in the building? <laughs> what? <laughs> Fucking crazy, dude. I I don't even know what to say about that, but it's <laughs> not for this episode. Nope. What do you got? Well, you said something about the golden ratio. It reminded me of my article here about the Golden Gate Bridge. Hey, hey, hey. See? Look at us. Segways that don't even make sense. We are... Well, golden and golden... <laughs> That makes sense. It, it, right. Okay. I'll give you that. <laughs> so apparently the uh, Golden Gate Bridge got a, a railing replaced. And Just one. Wow. says, Erie Golden Gate Bridge music fills San Francisco after railing replacement. What? Uh, yeah. It says, uh, San Francisco's iconic Golden Gate Bridge has found its voice, and it's already driving some locals nuts. The city's helpline says the noise... Variously described as a whistle, hum, howl, or even scream is caused by high winds blowing through the newly installed railing slats along the bike path on the bridge. It's not constant, only when the winds are just right and was the case on Friday. Now, I got a little treat for you here, William. Oh, do you? We're going we're gonna to hear these eerie winds. I have the sound here for you. Are you ready to hear it? I don't know. Here we go. This guy is far away, too. He's not on the bridge? No, no. No, he he was not on the bridge. That was some chills down my spine. I would need to get the F out of there. It... Like just... Yeah, that's what you're hearing. Close encounters of the third kind. It really does sound like something you... Like, if you heard that noise, you would look up. Because you're like, where's that fucking UFO? I I hear it. I know it's exactly. up there. Now, if somebody is on the bridge, do they hear it on the bridge? Or is it vibrating away in such a way that you hear it off the bridge? Oh, uh, no. It's... Is well, it intense on the bridge? I got a little thing here of somebody on the bridge. This is what it sounds like on the bridge. This is... Uh, from Twitter, from Mark Kruger, but this is what it says. Oh. <laughs> he's, I don't know oh, if he's. Can you really 
So I, I don't know if he's he's on a bike or like a like a little Kubota or a Gator or what, but yeah, he he's on the bridge hearing that noise. No, I w- Yep, I think I would lose my mind. That bridge is that bridge is big. It reminds me of you know the old timey video of the bridge like shaking like crazy and car it, like it looks like a piece of ribbon basically. Yeah, you know yeah. The video yeah. I'm talking about. That's when the wind hit it just right. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, apparently it can be heard for miles throughout the city, uh, city by the bay and beyond. To infinity and beyond. Well, it's no wonder people are just leaping off of it. <laughs> <laughs> they can't take it. That's nothing to joke about. But damn, we're gonna. That would. <laughs> I thought you were making a reference to Jonestown. <laughs> what? Remember he wanted everybody to jump off the Golden Gate Bridge? And he was going to stay back and say, I'll tell them why we did it, why you did it, not me. I'm not doing it. I'm a pussy. And that guy in the back is like, what? Are you serious right now? And Joe's like, get the Board of Education. Yeah. We've got some catharsis to deal. So what if they took out, like, every... Did they put the rails in? The I guess I understand the railing, like, the horizontal railing to hold yourself but this seems like this is something new is it like slats yeah i think it's vertical slats okay that oh i mean it's for the bike path so i assume it's vertical slats that are i I, I really don't know i don't have a a good picture of it what if they i guess it wouldn't be a good idea to do every other one because then people could just slip off and (laughs) well then that would be a different kind of hum or moan or scream (laughs) <laughs> well, apparently it was this guy, Paolo Kosolich Schwartz. He was a spokesman for the Golden Gate Bridge. Uh, he said, the musical tones coming from the bridge are a known and inevitable phenomenon that stem from our wind retrofit during very high winds. He also said the retrofit is necessary to ensure the safety and structural integrity of the bridge for generations to come. So I don't okay. know. Maybe there was the slats were there and they replaced them with a different design and then maybe the shape of the slats caused it. I don't know. Hmm. Or we can go down a crazy conspiracy path here. Huh? How about this? Huh? They put them in there. They knew what it was going to do. This is a distraction. Ooh. Or maybe it's the trigger for the MK Ultra oh. people. Oh man. Maybe it's a sound, that audible that sound, that tone. Like the brown. It's note. gotta hit that right. I hope nobody pooped I their mean... pants when I played that. <laughs> Can you imagine Maybe some did. I mean they're just riding their bike. They're just riding their bike. It's thirteen K or whatever it is. They're they've been going along. Isn't it? Isn't that the number? I think CM Punk said that he was talk- he was on the Nerdist podcast one time and he ran twenty six k or something and then around thirteen k suddenly he got to poops. What's a marathon? Twenty six miles, right? Twenty six. Oh, maybe four. it was maybe it was twenty six miles, and then around the thirteen mile mark, about halfway through, is when your body's like something is wrong. Why are we jiggling so much? We've got we've got to loosen car cut. <laughs> You're just shaking it all up, man. You got to take the dump before the race. Get it all out. Empty this, the tank. This dude messed up a lot. Well, look, maybe they get so far on this bridge and they hear the brown note and then all of a sudden, and then no, they don't tell anybody. You don't want to tell anybody you shit yourself while you're riding your bike. No. That's how we don't barely know about it. San Francisco already has a problem with people shitting in the streets. Now you got the, the fucking bridge, the iconic bridge playing the brown note. Everyone's shitting. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so the the last line here is, in other words, unless there's another retrofit, the haunting sounds are here to stay. And you can hear it for miles. For miles. Across the bay. Yeah. Dude, so that means San Francisco. Alcatraz right across the way. Yeah. So if the wind is blowing just right while you're on your tour in Alcatraz, no way. I That would some hallucinatory vibrations there. I wonder if it is annoying... Or if it is enough to drive you insane. Yeah, actually push you over the edge. 
Because I mean, you know how you hear a noise that's really annoying, but if you can eventually ignore it, yeah. But if I heard somebody, I'm getting goosebumps now. If I hear somebody scraping their fork on their plate, like that that squeak screech noise, yeah, if I heard that yeah. over and over and over again, I would, I guarantee, I'd go fucking insane. It, yeah, they they'd, I'd be up in a bell tower somewhere probably, you know, <laughs> just banging your head off the bell. Oh, I can't. <laughs> Boom, boom. Just <laughs> fucking. But yeah, there, there's some noises that just light me up too. Like uh, the holograms. Mm-hmm. You know how, how you can, like a, a flat piece of paper and it's got the like the faux hologram on it, but it's a rigid thing on the on the paper. Yeah, the. On the cardboard or whatever. Like if you just run your fingers over it. Oh, dude. that And somehow it's the same feeling or sound when. You, you go to zip a cold zipper. <laughs> it's a winter time, just a small zipper. You go to zip it. It's not one of those big, beefy, like weird plastic ones, but it's a small zipper on like a pocket. Yeah. Sometimes jackets yeah. have small zippers. And if I go to zip it and I run my cold fingers over the zipper just right and my nail goes up it, uh, that's that's the it. Nope, breaks me. What are we doing? Weird phobias again? We both <laughs> talked about both all this stuff when we did that. Yep, it's true. I don't know, man. I we could probably end this right here. Is that what you want to do? You want to be done? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Little this, little that for a little while. Oh, hang on. Let me tell you about this guy real quick. Just real quick. Nah. Yeah. Louisiana man faces charges for swimming in sporting goods store fish tank. What? What? The f- I I can't make this up. I got to bring this up because this is what the TikToks is doing to our youths. All right. What? The TikTok. Uh, what? Yeah. So Kevin Wise, 26, told KSLA TV that uh, he plunged into the indoor aquarium at a Bass Pro Shop in Bossier City last week to follow through on a promise he made to followers on the social media platform TikTok. Here's a quote. What the hell? I said that if I got 2,000 likes, I would jump in the tank, Wise said. I got way more than that, and I didn't want to be a liar. Uh, so, So this guy says... We heard a big splash, and I thought it was one of them fish. McGraw told the news outlet. <laughs> My fiance was like, somebody's in the tank. And we saw the guy swimming. God. So he <laughs> he dumped, he jumped into a 13,000-gallon aquarium. What? Yeah. So <laughs> they filed a complaint. Bass Pro did. A complaint with the Bossier City Police Department Friday, saying it cost him money to empty out the tank and clean it after he did that. <clears throat> sure. Yeah. Uh, Wise was charged with simple crim- criminal damage to property and released with a citation to appear in court, police said. He told KSLA TV he planned on continuing to make videos for his followers, but cautioned others against doing similar spur of the moment pranks. Mm, because you will get arrested and there will be a fine. Now, spell his last name. Uh, yep. W I S E. Kevin that- Wise. Is that irony? It is irony. <laughs> Maybe it's an oxymoron in this state. That's what you get, man. All this bullshit where you're like, I'll do it for 50,000 likes. I'll do it for 100 <laughs> likes. That's that's when you get stupid shit like this. Yeah. This is the modern day hold my beer. But I got to be I got to be honest with you, dude. When I was a kid, I probably would have done some stupid shit like this, too. After you said hold my beer. Well, yeah, it wasn't virtual. You weren't getting. There were no fifty thousand likes then. Didn't it? Didn't put your gamer score up. No, it would just be <laughs> me and my friends, and they were like, "Hey, I bet you won't jump off that bridge right now." I'm like, "All right, motherfucker, bet oh, me." Yeah, watch us. Boom! Just launch myself <laughs> over that bitch. Yeah, but it seems in this day and age, you can kind of set it up and you can prepare yourself. So the guy was like. If you get me to this number of likes, I'll go do this thing. Then he went to bed that night. They were like, I'm not going to get that many. That was bullshit. Wakes up, 50,000 likes. Oh, I guess, I guess, I guess I got to do this now. Yeah. It's not just spare of the moment. Your friend's not just like, go ahead, I double dog dare you. Triple dog? Oh, you can't back down now. And it was just for getting 2,000 likes on TikTok. It wasn't even a lot, like... That's a lot. 
like if I, because I don't have a TikTok, but that would be a lot for me. But that doesn't seem like enough to. Now he's got what legal fees, citations. He's gonna he he's got to go back to court. Yep. For what two thousand fucking likes, kids. If there's any younger people listening to this, all you crazy TikTok fucking people, think about the consequences before you do anything. This guy got yeah. He got he said he said he got more than two thousand likes, but that's not gonna pay for any of this shit. Still, no, it's not. Did you see the one that was? I think it was. Was it earlier this year? It's the one where I think this is what it was. Somehow there's three people, three friends, quote unquote, because why would you do this to a friend? But the one in the middle will jump up and the other friends are supposed to hold them, but then they kick their legs out from under them and they smash their head on whatever surface they're standing on. What? Something about the floating challenge or I don't, I cannot remember because I, uh, they gave it a challenge name. But then people were getting skull fractures from smashing their face on the surface they were on. Concrete. Concrete does not give. Look, I got a dirt dirt gives a little bit, but not much. I got a challenge for you fucks. Go to school, go to college, get a fucking job, and stop this nonsense. Stop these challenges. The challenge is to fucking be a normal human being. Exactly. You don't need likes. What the fuck is a lo- what is that doing for you? I mean, yeah, you can make some money off of it, I guess. Eventually, you you can be an influencer. Three of them. You can make three three monies. But what the fuck? Yeah, don't do that. No. Just like there's, I don't know if that's there's our fucking target Paul audience. <laughs> there's Logan Paul, Logan Paul, and Jake Paul, and all that. They're all just fucking yep. bullshit YouTubers that are they're making money just to be dickheads. Yeah, they're assholes. No. Assholes, but here we go. Grandpa rants over. Yeah, <laughs> I'm only 33. Get off my lawn, you fucking kids and your pogo sticks, <laughs> your fucking hoops and sticks. <laughs> Fuck! What the fuck is that TikTok? That's what my clock <laughs> makes that noise. Back when I was a kid, we had a Bluetooth. You took it out. He <laughs> ain't gonna no damn dentist either. He went out to the <laughs> Hell shed. No. Paul got the pliers. He ripped it out. Daddy, give me some moonshine. Gotta get get it gone. So <laughs> oh man! I hope our older what- listeners appreciate this because if we have younger ones, they're gonna be like, "Fuck these guys! These old farts!" What are, yeah. what are they gonna? I'm gonna go step on all the lawns I want. They'll, they'll probably call us boomers, even though I'm a millennial. <laughs> are you a millennial? <laughs> 82. I think I'm just on the other side of millennial. Yeah, I'm technically a millennial. But they'd probably still call me a boomer because <laughs> I don't like what they do. I hurt their fucking feelings. <laughs> oh, God. Fucking pussies. Anyway. <laughs> Is that... Hold on a minute. I've just come to a revelation here. Ooh. The planet's getting... I don't know about climate change, but we've definitely had a lack of snow. Yeah. So we're offending all the snowflakes and they're melting. <gasps> got, too, got too much water. What? They're crying and they're melting. Wow. Oh. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Go with that. When we went to the beach, I was floating really easy in the ocean. There's a lot Why? more salt in those tears. <laughs> you know? A lot of salty, uh, I don't know what the fuck they're called. They're not millennials. What are they? Generation Z now? X? Oh, a- after millennials? I don't. Yeah, I don't fucking know what they are. I don't want to end it on a dad joke. Yeah. All right. You know why the ocean is salty? Why? Because the land doesn't wave back. <sighs> wow. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, it's all right. I heard one from a guy at work. It was, why do sea lions like salt water? Why? Because if it was pepper water, they'd sneeze. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. Here, Grandpa. I'll put you back in your wheelchair. Well, <laughs> well, thank you, Sonny. <laughs> and yeah, that's that's gonna be that. Uh, yep. Let's see. I don't know what to say. Give us a go to Apple Podcasts. Find Brie on the Weird. Give us five stars and uh, ooh, hit us with your best best bat. What your best dad joke? Ooh. I can't even say it. Yeah, if you do, we'll read it on the air. There you go. If you yeah. if you we'll got a whole bunch jokes. of them, you can email us. 
at bringontheweird at gmail.com. That's an option. Yep. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. They all got, we can slide into any of those DMs. Yeah. So, send us all the dad jokes anywhere. Audibletrial.com slash bringontheweird and get a free audiobook. I don't know what we're doing next. Yeah, we haven't even talked about it. Maybe a little bit, but we'll see. We'll see. Something's coming. We got a couple of days to decide. <laughs> if you want some dope merch, myconspiracytees.com slash bring on the weird. Get you anything you want, basically. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And on those crappy dad jokes, stay weird, world. We'll see you guys next time.